welcome to the True Talk Cafe podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. We're so excited you're here. Our podcast will tackle a myriad of topics ranging from relationships to personal development and everything in between. My name is Renee Stewart, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Anna Garcia, Carla DeCore, and Lali Ramirez-Bennett. Collectively, we span four generations. Can you believe that? We've all experienced ups and downs in our personal lives and professional careers that have qualified us to share our unique perspectives with you, and we're excited to do so. But before we get into today's content, I wanted to let you know where you can find us on social media. On Instagram and Facebook, you can use at True Talk Cafe. And on Twitter, you can use at True Talk Cafe One. Don't forget to like us, rate us, and leave a review. We value your feedback. We want to ensure that we are providing content that resonates with you. So please don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on whatever platform you listen to your podcast. Spoiler alert, you will want to stay tuned to hear what our guests are going to share about this exciting topic today. Also, stick around to find out how you can join us on a live show. We would love to have you join us on one of our episodes. Now, let's get started. Today, we're going to start off with this question. How well do you build relationships? We know building strong work relationships is essential for success in any professional setting. So in today's episode, we're calling Maximizing Relationships to Win. We're going to discuss strategies to maximize work relationships to create a positive and supportive work environment that fosters success for you and your colleagues. And I'm going to hand it over to Anna to introduce our guests. Hey guys, so as our conversation continues today, we're going to talk a little bit about those relationships, not just the professional ones, but just our network in its entirety and how to leverage those. So our expert will share how she has built an impactful relationship that has escalated her visibility, influence, and success. I am pleased to introduce to you not only my friend, but an amazing Houstonian now. I don't care where she came from. She's from Houston now. Angelica. She is a former undercover agent, Forbes published bestselling author, a motivational speaker, mindset coach, and executive producer. She's also just a regular badass. Angelica spent 16 years working in federal investigations before she transitioned into her new roles. She signed a deal with Hollywood to turn her life story into a feature film named Veritas. You want to know more about that? You just got to follow her and look at those skills and buy her book. She is now signed as the executive producer of the movie after her entire life came crashing down. She reinvented herself and stepped into a new world, telling her story on international stages and on the big screen. She now teaches other women how to use their traumas for triumph. Welcome, Angelica. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's a, it's a privilege and a pleasure. Awesome. Hey, I'll take the first question. Why are strong work relationships important for success in a professional setting? What are some common challenges people face when trying to build and maintain positive relationships at work? Angelica? So communication is everything. I actually worked for a global communication company called Equilibria. I worked for them for about two years and I learned so many things about communication. In fact, we all communicate in very different ways. There's some of us that like a lot of details. 
And we have to be very cognizant of the of those that like details. There's certain people, and this is all personality-based. There's a lot of people that don't like the chit-chat and the extra talk. They just want to get to business. But then there's others that actually want you to say, hey, how are you? How was your weekend? Because that's how you get somebody to kind of perk up. So for me, everything that I've learned in corporate world and in federal world has been communication. Communication is key to everything. You have to be able to communicate effectively and efficiently. But in order to communicate, you also have to listen. So your listening skills have to be superb. They have to be on point. And being able to listen to people's wants, needs, and expectations is very important in a work environment. Definitely agree with that. I mean, like it was funny just yesterday, Anna and I were at a meeting that was talking about the importance of soft skills in the business world. And funny that you should mention communication. That was the number one by far of the skills that's necessary to succeed in today's world. So very, very important. Renee or Anna, would you like to chime in on that one? Yeah, so Angelica, I noticed that you mentioned something about there's some people that want to just go to the point, you know, let's do what we got to do and move on. And then there's some people that prefer some of the additional informalities of regular communication. I feel like I'm a mix in between the two. There are certain times where I'm like, dude, just tell me what I got to do so I can get it done. And then there's certain times that I got to move on. But you mentioned something that I do find very relational for anybody, right? You mentioned that you have to read the room. You have to listen and observe. And when we're talking about listening, would you consider listening to also the nonverbal communication the person's sharing with you? Of course. So, you know, I spent 18 years of my career reading people. I, I always tell people I ask questions for a living. I, was, I am an expert interrogator, world-class interrogator, and reading nonverbal cues is my thing. It's very simple. Really, you just have to see and you have to listen. And like you said, reading the room is very important. And a lot of us are in this fast-paced world trying to meet deadlines that we forget these small nuances and we forget these small things that we can do to better communication between us. So if you have somebody that's just going, 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 and you have somebody that it communicates in a form where they at least want to feel like they're human and not a computer, this is when these, this is how you get people to do the tasks that you want them to, to do. It's like asking nicely. Some of us don't need to be asked nicely, but a lot of us do. And so I always say this, especially in the corporate world, people leave people. People don't leave corporations. They leave people because they don't know how to communicate and they don't feel like they're being seen or heard. Yeah, I definitely would agree with that. People leaving people. We see it all the time. You know, my background, I'm in HR. That's exactly, you know, in the exit interviews. <laughs> That's pretty much what they say. You know, the corporation's great, but my manager, not so great. Well, great. Right? So the second question here that I wanted to ask you, how can individuals enhance their communication skills to foster better relationships with coworkers and or, you know, their managers? Because as you had mentioned before, let's put a layer of culture on it. Okay. Because culturally, I work for a Taiwanese company. And when I first moved there, I'm from the Northeast. Communication, uh, there was tension there because I'm very straightforward. 
and they don't like conflict and they're collectivists where I'm an individualist. So <laughs> take that one. Yeah. So this goes back to the personality types and including culture into it. A lot of us have different personality types and we communicate different. We listen differently. We listen with, with a different filter, if that makes any sense. But when you're working with a diverse field of individuals, I always feel that you have to be educated in their culture. Because if you're trying to be an international business person, you really need to start studying all the different ways that people communicate. Because I've known that there's some people that, or some religions even, and cultures that are not allowed to shake an unmarried woman's hand without their husband being there. So even just greetings and the way of initiating conversation is very, very important. So this just comes down to a little research and being very versed in that culture or even that religion, because we all have to be respectful of different communication styles and cultures, right? And so that really falls down on us to educate ourselves and be aware of how we can get our point across and how we can communicate efficiently. So yeah, definitely doing your homework. That's for sure. You know, Angelica, you just took me back to my MBA years. <laughs> I remember when we were studying international business, talking about those, you know, the appropriate, even arrival times for the meetings in some country, if you're early, it's like, what's wrong with you? You have to be, you know, right on time or a little bit later, or, you know, just even that type of communication. And then you brought me to something because I think when we talk about culture, it's not, you know, a lot of people tend to go to the ethnic culturals or to, you know, the cultures of, you know, the heritage and all of that. And I'm thinking the corporate culture is also something that is very, very different in, ev in every environment and everywhere. And I'm thinking about the times when I went to the whiskey bars and the cigar bars because I worked with nothing but men. And I'd be damned if I lose the deal by not doing the thing that everybody was doing. So, you know, I, I, tell me, you know, how do you feel that we can navigate, you know, some of that culture when we're thinking about just internally within a corporation or just the differences in beliefs and, and people that we work with? Yeah. So, you know, I worked in an all-male dominant field. I worked for the government for 18 years. And you know, the boys are going to be the boys and the boys do things that men do, right? And as a woman trying to infiltrate in a corporation or even government, you just have to be very in line with who you represent and, and what, how you want to be seen. So my best advice is show up to the party, but leave early. Because even though you're showing up, you're saving face and you're there but also this isn't the environment for you. But as long as you are there and you show up and, and you make that appearance and then you're out because it, it really isn't that environment for you. I know when I was working for government, it was all men. So they were always drinking. They were always saying jokes and it just wasn't the place for me. But showing up and making an appearance and being there just happened to make it. That was good enough in that atmosphere. So. Yeah, I would yeah, add to that. Don't be taking shots till the wee morning hours. I would add to that. I used to work in project management and it was all guys and they would go golfing, you know, on Friday afternoons. And I'm like, okay, I'm going, but I'm only going nine holes. That's it. You guys do 18, I'm out. Nine. Right. <laughs> I gotta go. Yeah. 
That's just that small appearance that says a lot because you showed up, you were there, you were seen, and then you were gone. You know, but I yeah, think that's it's difficult to navigate if you really think about it. Absolutely. When you think back into, you know, past years and, and the importance of those kind of relationships, you're right. That showing up was very important. Managing your own behavior during that time was just as important. If I take that in today's world, where maybe I'm the older person in a group of young partying people, right? Same thing. I don't want to miss out because I need to nurture those relationships. I need right. to be able to feel comfortable with people that are all of all ages. So it's, it's the same rules, just different kind of timelines, different concerns, right? And being able to show up, be able to manage and handle, you don't have to stay till the end walk away early and still show up. And I think that's really important. Thank you so much for that. Yeah. We know, oh, I know we've talked a little bit about why it's important to show up and everything, fostering those relationships. There's always one thing that we think about, right? Which is trust. Trust is crucial in any relationship. So Share with us a little bit, you know, Angelica, how can employees and leaders cultivate trust among team members? You know, some of the practical ways, some of the rapport to build, especially even now with remote or hybrid work environments, which you're all too familiar with lately, right? We're, we're still, we're out in the pandemic, oh, so we think, but we're still doing this, you know, hybrid, remote work. How do we do that, build that trust and cultivate all at the same time? Yes, that's a great question. And I have one word, and that's integrity. Do what you said you would do. Because the way that you build trust with colleagues and partnerships and in your business is by showing up and doing the things that you said you would do. It all boils down to integrity. If you, even as a leader, you say, oh, I'm going to do this. Oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. But you never get around to it. You're not going to build that trust amongst your peers, and even with your coworkers, you always know who you can call because they're going to turn around whatever requests you have very quickly. So you already know I can count on this person. I can count on this person. I can't count on that person. Even in a remote environment, a simple chat saying, hey, I'm going to get this to you by five o'clock. And then reminding that person, hey, just checking in that you're getting this by five o'clock. It's very, very small things like that. When people keep their integrity and they follow through with their request or they follow through with what they said they would do, it's astronomical. That is probably the most important thing that I've learned is integrity is everything. Keep your integrity and nothing works without integrity. Yeah, I totally agree with you because as a leader, your direct reports are looking to you to lead right? You have vision. They're watching everything that you do. So if you're coming in late, right, even though, you know, you may have a good reason for it, you need to make sure that you're getting there. You need to walk the talk is what you need to do. Because if you're saying one thing and, and you have a certain expectation for your direct reports, but then you're not following it, you know, there is no way these people are going to trust you. Absolutely no way. Definitely agree with you on that one, Renee. You have to be able to lead by example. I think there's a couple of things I'd like to add to this one. I think when it comes to building trust among colleagues, 
something that's very important that I found is that one needs to become vulnerable. You can't build trust unless you really put yourself out there. You take some measured steps in that vulnerability, but you teach each other how to, you know, that we're here for each other. And before you know it, you, you know you've got somebody who's got your back and you, they know that you have their back. So I think that's critical. Having worked for many years remote, probably, I worked probably remote for 25 years of my career, and a lot of it was actually across the U.S. and many internationally in India and in Europe. But one of the things that used to work a lot for me was doing these little teaming exercises where I tell them, you know, today we're going to share a little bit about our own personal work. One of the things we did at AT&T was something called Dine, which was we basically, it was supposed to be an in-person kind of thing, but you basically come in and you you learn to understand each other a little bit better, share things about yourself that everybody might not know. It's, it's very much a, we're going to keep it here kind of environment, but that way you would know. So I would maybe come in on board and say, I was born in South Texas. I am a Catholic by birth. This is my family. I'd show pictures and stuff. And before you know it, you started to really kind of understand how people work. One of the things that was really funny to me was having had a team in Bratislava for some time. The guys were very, very, I'm going to say almost distant. And no matter what I tried, I couldn't do it. So when finally I did a dine session with them. And they talked about being in a communist country for not too you know, long prior and how really they didn't have choices. If they got ice cream, they got vanilla and maybe strawberry. That was, you know, so it's the, the, the choices and the way we live our lives is so different, right? And then I would talk about volunteering all the time. They had no concept of that because that wasn't something that was done in their world. So when we would say, well, today's going to be a service day, you can go take the afternoon and go do something. They just really didn't understand. So it's when you when you open up the door to allow people to ask questions and feel comfortable saying, you know, if you have, if you want to know something about me and something that you may not have not felt comfortable with, et cetera, let's talk about it. And before you know it, you know each other way better. I think that really helped the way I was able to team with my international group because they yes, got to see me in a different way. Activities for yeah. sure. And there's so many, right? There's so many ways that you can integrate it, e even in a remote environment, you know, with chat and emojis, everybody can say, you know, how was your lunch? How was your weekend? But yeah, I definitely agree. And people want to feel connected. They want to feel yeah. that they're not, they're more than just a number. So yeah, for sure. You know, Lolly, when you were talking about the international colleagues and working and everything, you know, it's a few years ago, I think you, you might remember, I was working a lot with a lot of the partners in India and a lot of my partners in the UK. And there was definitely some communication gaps, but there was also a lot of, of American culture I don't know how to pin it without pinning it, but you know, there's a whole bunch of just dumb people. We'll just put it that way. And I remember that I asked one of my colleagues in India, I said, well, why haven't you been able to do this? You know, because back to the accountability, I am 
super big on accountability because if I mess something up, I own it. If I fix something, I own it. And I don't always take credit for the good things, but I do want to hold accountable whoever, you know, whatever deadlines and everything. So when you said earlier, just do what you can do, what you said you were going to do. Yes, please, please, please. But I remember when they wouldn't give me things, I wanted to understand why they wouldn't deliver. Maybe we missed something. Maybe there was something that wasn't spoken, which takes us back to like number one today in Jellica communication. And I remember, you know, asking some questions. They're like, you know, Anna, they just never taught us how to do this. And so it goes to that bouncing ball. Nobody knows how to do it. Nobody knows how to do it. So instead of me pushing back, I said, well, you know what? Let's find out how to do it together because I didn't know how to do it. And then I created a job aid and then I gave it to them. So now you have this job aid. You know, I helped you get to that because I didn't know how to do it either. But I just showed you that all we had to do was a little bit of research. Now you do it. But do you know how many times they would reach out to me? And how many times my projects got pushed up in front of the line from everybody else's? It was that trust. It was that crucial relationship rapport that we asked in the question, you know, and I had forgot about that until Lolly started talking about, you know, hers was teaming. Mine was just like, let's get shit done. Let's do it together. We got this. And, you know, that just takes me to a lot of the things that we said in here today. It's fostering those relationships, but also making new ones. And Angelica, you've been the queen of making new relationships. We met you through making new relationships. And if I don't, if I remember correctly, you were the ones that said, let's all put our handles on the board so we can all connect afterwards. Yeah. And that's key, right? It doesn't matter. Yes, professional environment is what we're talking about today. But in reality, our pre- professional you know, network extends beyond the business, extends beyond our jobs, extends beyond our work. So I know we're, we're almost out of time. So I'm going to ask you one final question and then I'm going to let Lolly take it away. Do you have any exiting words for our audience today on relationships and the importance of building them? Yeah. So I would say foster your relationships, build your relationships, respect your relationships, and continue to grow them. And just make sure that your communication continues to grow because communication is everything in building relationships and keeping them healthy. Absolutely love that. And I think that as the four of us are sitting here, we've seen that within even with our own relationships, right? It's something that's important that we continue to call on each other, that we continue to check in on each other. And and I feel really good about where we're headed and that I'm surrounded by people that I want to be with because of those relationships. So definitely. So three tips to help build relationships, just to summarize for everyone. One, identify the colleagues you want to prioritize. You start with a reasonable number of targets. Maybe three to five is a good start. I'm going to tell you, you may not like this one, but start with the people you currently have a tense or strained relationship with, right? Don't leave them till the end. Go ahead and tackle it and you'll be surprised. That'll encourage you to do even more because once you got the toughest one done, that'll be way better. This is one we use a lot. Schedule virtual coffees. As soon as you meet somebody, follow up in a day or two. Connect with them and say, hey, let's, let's get a chance to set up a quick 15, 30-minute call just to see where we might collaborate. I'd like to learn more about you. And 
one thing that we said the other day on, I think you mentioned it, is don't jump into telling them what you need. Learn a little bit about them first, right? And then once they know you, then you you can follow up with what it is that you might be looking for, be it a job or whatever it may be. The only opportunity you have to connect may be remote due to where it's at. And it doesn't matter if you're in the same town and, you know, 50 miles away or out of state or international, who knows who you'll meet. Again, that focus on getting to know each other is critical. Number three, commit to ongoing discussions. After your virtual coffee meeting, discuss how you'll maintain communications in the future. Attend industry events, webinars, and networking meetups. I keep hearing about the success of going in and looking for meetup groups. So definitely need to do more of that myself. Inform your network about your abilities and your skills. Keep them going so that they know when you're, you know, if you're looking for contract work and I'm doing this now, what, you know, you need speakers or something, give me a call whenever you're in need. So that kind of gives you some quick tips as to what to do if you're really looking to try to build on those relationships. Absolutely. Great tips, Lolly. And just remember, you know, work relationships, personal relationships, you know, they're critical to your overall level of confidence, your visibility, and your influence. Work is about relationships. Owning a business is about relationships. So definitely spend the time and get to know people. Let them get to know you as well. Yeah. So guys, as we wrap up the topic, before I totally wrap it up, I went to say, Lolly mentioned that when you identify the colleagues, start with the ones you have the most tense or strained relationships with. And I just read the other day because it is International Friendship Month, February, when the teacher asked the student, what is one of the best ways to show love? They said, talking to the person you hate. This was a fifth, fifth, five-year-old child that said, start with the person you hate. And we don't normally hate our colleagues, but there is some tension in between some of us. <laughs> I've had some stares. Okay, maybe some colleagues. No, but I brought down the, uh, that was a great segue. And I, and I love that, you know, we, it reminded me of that quote from a five-year-old. It's how amazing and how brilliant they are. But everyone, thank you again for joining us, our listeners. The pod crew is excited to, you know, have you here this week again. This was such an impactful discussion. And a final thought. These days, many of us work on highly matrix, cross-functional teams. Team members may be distributed across offices, states, or even the world, making difficult to build the types of trusted relationships required to grow your visibility and influence within your organization. But the key is to be intentional and consistent. I think we gave you that in the tips, establish a cadence. With that said, we hope we learned something new and are came away with something of value on this topic. As promised, here's how to join us as an audience member on our next show episode. We hope you're just as excited as we are. Go to True Talk Cafe Facebook page and send us a request to attend season three, episode three as an audience member. Be sure to use the code, the hashtag TTC. 3E2. So we will respond to your request with our podcast website link, or you'll need to enter your preferred email address for us to send the audience link to. We'll also send all audience members a reminder the day before the show recording. 
It's going to be so much fun to have you join us live and ask your questions live. So as always, we welcome your feedback. Please let us know your thoughts about today's show. Leave a comment or review. We will respond to all comments, but please be nice. We love to hear your thoughts about today's topic. Please do not forget to like and rate the episode. We appreciate you tuning into our podcast, and we hope you join the TTC Crew Facebook page. Again, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook using at True Talk Cafe. The hashtags TTC Talks or True Talk Tuesdays are always welcome. And recommendations for discussion topics and guest speakers are always welcome. We want to ensure we are providing you content that is of value. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Thanks for listening. We hope you join us on our next podcast episode. It's sure to be an engaging conversation. Talk soon, guys.